What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today is a very special episode. This one's going out to my buddy Acer, who requested that we take a look at a specific card that makes for a killer commander and talk about how to build it out into a proper commander deck. Um, so we are going to be getting into it here in just a second, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, please don't hesitate to press that thumbs up button and also uh, leave a comment and go ahead and subscribe. It means the world. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever your podcast app of choice is. It really helps out. Thank you so much. All right, and with that, let's get into it. All right, so today we are looking at Maldrotha the Grave Tide, which if you're not familiar... Maldrotha is a 6-6 elemental avatar for three black, green, blue. During each of your turns, you may play up to one permanent card of each permanent type from your graveyard. And if a card has multiple permanent types, choose one as you play it. So there are dozens of ways that you could build this deck. Um, and the cool thing is, because you get cards of every single permanent type, it rewards you for variety. So having a couple of Planeswalkers in here could be useful because the different permanent types, we have Planeswalker, Artifact, Enchantment, and Creature. Um, those are the major ones. Um, amongst them, we also have Auras, which if you're looking at an enchantment, that's, that's a subtype. So if I'm not mistaken, those are the four permanent types we have. Then there's also lands. Um, and that actually, you can play lands from your graveyard with Muldrotha as well. So we have five different permanent types that we're working with here. So... We want to include more of those into the deck um, and see what kind of synergies we can get. So let's take a look at... Oh, and there's also um, flavor text. My child grew from rot and ruin, yet she bloomed. And that is uh, by Multani, who is apparently uh, the parent of Muldrotha. I don't know enough about the lore to really speak to that, unfortunately, because that sounds like an interesting family dynamic, <laughs> at the very least. Um, yeah, elemental families. I'm not sure exactly. It's a little bit different than the nuclear family, I'm sure. Um, anyway, so what are what is this... What does this card want is really the question. It's much like we're writing a story, you know, you need to understand what your main character wants. Well, in this case, if we're building a deck, what does this deck want to do? It wants to take cards that are in your graveyard. Okay, so we have the graveyard action. It wants to take cards that are in your graveyard, play them with the commander in play. So that means we need to have the commander in play. And then once we have the commander in play, we need to be able to uh, leverage our graveyard to various effects. So... If we're going to be leveraging our graveyard and casting cards out of our graveyard, they need to get into our graveyard in some way. Um, and the very first thing that I think of is reanimation. Whenever we're looking at reanimation, the very first thing I think about is sacrificing because that's one of the easiest ways to get something into your graveyard that's useful. So there are a couple of cards out there that actually sacrifice themselves to produce value. And so the two that come to mind right off the bat are Sporefrog, which this little guy, if you're not familiar, you sacrifice Sporefrog to prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn. So it doesn't matter who it's by, it's just it's a fog for for one. Great little card. Um, no, Sporefrog is great. So putting Sporefrog in the mix is kind of a no-brainer. And then the other one that comes to mind is Sakura Tribe Elder, which is a 1-1 one, one for 2 that you can sacrifice to search your library for basic land, put that land onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. If you have ever played green in Commander, there's a very good chance you have resolved a Sakura Tribe Elder. It's just a go-to staple in the format, and with good reason, because it in many cases is a strictly better rampant growth and because it's on a body we can re reactivate it with Muldrotha over and over and over again. So Sakura Tribe Elder and Sporefrog are two great examples of cards that we can take advantage of going to the graveyard. Um, now 
when we're sacrificing creatures and sending them to the graveyard, there are a couple of things we can do with them in the, on the way. There's one enchantment that is absolutely fantastic fantastic that doesn't get enough love and that is pattern of rebirth pattern of rebirth synergizes with these kinds of sacrifice creatures beautifully pattern of rebirth if you're not familiar it's an aura that when an enchanted creature dies that creature's controller may search the library for a creature card put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle your library and it costs four three and a green so what you can do is put pattern of rebirth on a spore frog sacrifice the spore frog hey nobody used dealt Del combat damage, but that I really don't care about. Instead, I'm going to go grab the biggest, nastiest creature in my entire deck and just windmill slam it onto the field. Um, you know, and I just get it basically for free. Well, I mean, for the low, low cost of four and sacrificing the Spore Frog or Sakura Tribelder, which you were going to do anyway. And the thing that makes that especially potent and especially powerful in Muldrotha is if you have a pattern of rebirth in your graveyard, you can play it out as your enchantment after you've played out your Spore Frog or your Sakura Tribelder as your creature for the turn, which creates an infinite, well, not an infinite, but it creates a loop that allows you to, for four or, or for five mana, you can prevent all combat damage that would be dealt. So that's something that you got to, you know, sequence around. But for five mana, every single turn, you can search your library for any creature and put it onto the battlefield. That is crazy good value. That is going to be just just head and shoulders, like, redonkulous. Now, if you're like me, you tend to prefer to play without tutors or minimize tutors. In that case, there are some other things we can do to get a lot of cards into our graveyard and do fun things with them. So there are a couple of things we can do there. The first one that comes to mind is Hermit Druid. This card was banned in Legacy. It's so freaking good. Um, and what it does is you pay one green tap, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a basic land card. Put that card into your hand and all other cards reveal this way into your graveyard. So this is going to be a phenomenal way to stock your graveyard if you have access to it. Now, Hermit Druid is kind of a pricey card. So you know, that's, there are less expensive ways to fill your graveyard. You can use things like, uh, Meyer Triton or, um, or Satter Wayfinder is another great example of a card that, um, that can help fill your graveyard. With Satter Wayfinder, when it enters the battlefield, reveal the top four cards of your library, you may put a land card from among them, uh, into your hand, put the rest into your graveyard. So this is going to load your graveyard with at least three cards, if not four. And the cool thing is, um, with Muldrotha down, like all four of those could come into play very, very soon. And that's just lovely. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, Underrealm Lich is another great card from Ravnica, uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds of Ravnica? Ravnica City of Guilds? No, Guilds of Ravnica was the newer one. Ravnica City of Guilds was the older one. Yeah, not confusing at all. So Underrealm Lich from the most recent Ravnica block, if you would draw a card instead, look at the top three cards of your library, then put one into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Then you can pay four life uh, under Elm Lich, uh, gains, gains indestructible intelligence to turn, and you tap it. So basically it regenerates, but just with the newer wording of regenerate, that makes it a little cleaner. Yeah, um, so if you look at if you would draw a card instead, look at three cards. You pick the best of, of them that you actually want in your hand, and then the other two go straight to your graveyard. So Underrealm Lich with draw spells can be incredibly powerful. Um, so that's a, that's another way to load the graveyard over the course of a game quite nicely. Um, so those are that that does it for the creatures as well as you know one enchantment. There are some other great things we can do with that. So if we're using cards like Sakura Tribelder, like Spore Frog, to get recurring value, especially with things like Pattern of Rebirth, we can actually cheat a little bit by using cards like Kaya's Ghost Form to get multiple triggers. Um, 
in each go round. Also, uh, Uro is incredibly powerful in a Muldrotha deck, but that's kind of goes without saying because Uro is just incredibly powerful. But with Kai's Ghost Form, whenever you enchant a creature or a planeswalker you control, when the enchanted permanent dies or is put into exile, return it to the battlefield under your control. So if you use Muldrotha to cast out a Spore Frog, put a Pattern of Rebirth on it, then you can cast Kai's Ghost Form from your hand, say, or you could use Kai's Ghost Form from your graveyard. Um, with Muldrotha as the enchantment, and then you'd be able to loop the sacrifice effects. So what you can do is if you put this on a Spore Frog, you'd be able to nullify combat on two of your opponent's turns, not just yours. In a three-person pod, that means nobody else is allowed to attack. With Akai's Ghost Form and Spore Frog, those two can can create a really cool loop that can really shut down all of your opponent's aggro plans, which is just money, in my opinion. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, another great enchantment that we can pull from our graveyard is Animate Dead. So Animate Dead is an enchantment with a wall of text on it, which really all it comes down to is Animate Dead allows you to reanimate a creature and it functions as an aura. For as long as Animate Dead is attached to the creature, it gets to live. The moment Animate Dead, if Animate Dead gets disenchanted or bounced, the creature dies immediately. And the creature gets minus one, minus zero. So it weakens the creature slightly and pulls them out of the graveyard. So this is another great card that we can use with Maldrotha. So we can use, what we can do is effectively pay two, pull this out as an enchantment, and a creature kind of comes along for the ride. And then we can use... An, our creature for the turn that Muldrotha gives us on another creature in our graveyard. So Animate Dead is incredibly useful, incredibly powerful, a phenomenal card that has all kinds of fun interactions with the graveyard um, that, yeah, I'd highly, highly recommend, at least considering. Um, other great creatures that we can use are cards like Fleshbag Marauder or Plague Crafter, that when they come into the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature. That includes you. And so what that means is with Fleshbag Marauder, you can sacrifice it immediately to itself and then cast it again from your graveyard with Muldrotha. And then each turn you can cast it from your graveyard and loop it that way, which is super duper fun. Um, it just, it sacrifices itself in a very similar function as uh, Spore Frog and Sakura Tribelder. It works a little bit differently because if you wanted to keep Fleshbag Marauder around, you could theoretically. Um, which might be useful if you have like a Kai's Ghost Form that you can put onto it and potentially do some loops later. Um, because that is a situation, if you have a Fleshbag Marauder with a Kai's Ghost Form on it, nobody is going to want to attack you. That's going to be something that they are going to be very hesitant to swing in if you have that because it's incredibly threatening. Because I have a 3-1 blocker and if it blocks and dies, which it probably will because it only has one toughness... It's going to come back immediately and force everybody to sack a creature. So if your opponent only has one or two creatures down, they are not going to want this thing. They're going to want to keep it alive. They're going to want to do whatever they can to keep it alive. Now, we've talked about creatures. We've talked about enchantments. There are a couple of other permanents that we haven't discussed. Uh, we haven't discussed lands yet, which are pretty self-explanatory. You really want to have fetch lands like Evolving Wilds, Terramorphic Expanse, Fabled Passage. Those are kind of the budget-ish versions with the with the kind of the exception of Fabled Passage, to be fair. Um, but if you have access to those, then you'd be able to loop them repeatedly um, on each of your turns, which is pretty great. Um, so you definitely want those. Uh, but the other permanent type that we haven't discussed yet is Artifacts. Um, and we also haven't discussed Planeswalkers, to be fair. And actually, the uh, the self-destroying Planeswalkers from War of the Spark, the ones that only have minus abilities, would be especially useful. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, actually, is Davriel. Uh, that guy is, well, delightful. I also just recently finished reading Children of the Nameless, the novel where he's the, the main character, and it's excellent. I would highly recommend it. Anyway, but 
we were supposed to be talking about artifacts. So first artifact that comes to mind is the Nihil Spellbomb. Um, actually, there's a whole cycle of spell bombs. I would highly recommend taking a look at those to see the different effects that they get. So with Nihil Spellbomb, you can tap it, sacrifice it, exile all cards from target player's graveyard. Obviously, you're not going to target yourself with this, but if you want to mess up the other graveyard player at the table, this is a beautiful way to do it. And then when Nihil Spellbomb is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay one black, and if you do, you draw a card. So you get to draw a card... Um, so you get to draw a card, and then you can play it again from your uh, from your graveyard, and consistently keep your opponent's graveyards down while just well getting a, a ton of value off of yours. And then another artifact that comes to mind is Wayfarer's Bauble. This is a classic from Fifth Dawn that, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't seen any meaningful reprints, um, which is a bit of a bummer, but it's a great card. It's an artifact that costs one. You can pay two of any color, tap it, sacrifice Wayfarer's Bobble, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle your library. It is a rampant growth on a stick that costs, you know, a total of three, as opposed to the original rampant growth, which is one in a green. So Wayfarer's Bobble is an incredibly potent card. It does a great job of ramping you in the early game, and once you have Muldrotha down, it allows you to continue ramping into the late game with any extra mana that you have lying around. And with the uh, with Muldrotha's ability to recur stuff out of the graveyard, you still have to pay the mana cost of those things, so you're going to want lands. You're going to want as many lands as you can get your hands on, and Wayfarer's Bobble is going to help you do that. Um, another thing that I want to point out, this is all dependent on Maldrotha staying alive. We need to protect Maldrotha, and there are a couple of different ways we can do that. First ones that come to mind, Lightning Greaves. If you have Lightning Greaves, use Lightning Greaves. The card is absolutely amazing. It's phenomenal. If you're not familiar, it's an artifact that costs two, that you can and it has equip zero. The equipped creature has shroud and haste. Shroud meaning that nobody can touch it with anything. It cannot be the target of spells or abilities. Uh, so that is incredibly powerful. There's also swiftfoot boots, which does something similar. It costs slightly more, and it gives hexproof instead of shroud. So those are two cards that are absolutely phenomenal with Maldrotha that I'd highly recommend. And then another one that actually I didn't have um, teed up ready to go that I would love to love to speak to is the Nurok Stealth Suit, which is another card that is incredibly underrated that is great for protecting your commander in a pinch. And it it, the, it's an equipment that costs two to play, one to equip. Equipped creature has shroud. That's it. But you can also pay two blue and attach it an instant speed to a creature you control. So in response to your opponent trying to blow up something on your board, you can just pay two blue and swing the Nurok Stealth, Nurok Stealth Suit onto it. And, worst case scenario, you put it on Muldrotha, and you just have a shrouded Muldrotha. That's not bad at all. Though, even if you don't leverage the flexibility of this card, even just at face value, um, giving Shroud to your commander is going to be incredibly, incredibly valuable. And on top of that, using Muldrotha's ability, if you mill it at some point with, say, a Sadder Wayfinder or the Underrealm Lich, you'd be able to pull it out of your graveyard uh, with Muldrotha's ability and then equip it to protect Muldrotha. So all in all, Muldrotha is a phenomenal commander. Here were just a couple of ideas for the way that I would go about building this deck and what I would like to do with it. Um, you could also lean into more Planeswalker-heavy action uh, because that tends to be... You know, that, that is a permanent type that oftentimes hits the graveyard, and so being able to recur those could also be great. Um, 
there are a lot of ways that you could build Moldrotha. I initially go to the, like when I see that a commander wants me to use my graveyard, I immediately start milling myself and sacrificing my stuff just because I love milling myself and sacrificing my stuff. There's some of my favorite things to do in this game. Um, and I'm I'm just a necromancer at heart. So Moldrotha warms a soft spot in my heart. Warms a soft spot? Sure, why not? Let's mix my metaphors. Sounds good to me. All right, so this has been fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. I'm over there most week, well, every weekday morning at 5.30 Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, I will catch you guys next time. And don't forget, you are a good person, and you deserve to be happy.